This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, very familiar with the Pacific Northwest, uh, but now is the Senior Managing Director of Championships for the USGA, John Bodenhammer, joining us uh, this morning, who spent uh, a lot of time uh, in the uh, working with the Pacific Northwest Golf Association and the Washington State Golf Association up there in the Puget Sound area. Uh, but now uh, he's uh, he's in charge of the championships with the USGA. Good morning, John. Thank you so much for taking some time for us uh, here in your old stomping grounds. Morning, Jason. Morning, Harold. Yeah, it's, uh, although it's over the phone, it, uh, it's always good to speak with friends of the Northwest. Great to be with you. Well, we appreciate it uh, as well. And I know uh, I can't imagine how challenging uh, things have been for you of late uh, trying to uh, reorganize not just uh, the the U.S. Open, the U.S. Women's Open, which have been rescheduled, but all of the other amateur championships that uh, go along with everything that you do. Just uh, at what point did your uh, staff realize what was about to come and how? just take us through the process of what you guys have been through in the last, say, two to three months? Well, Jason, it's been an interesting ride, I'll tell you. I, uh, you, you know, all of us back here in New Jersey and New York area, we, we, you know, I never thought I'd uh, you know, be in a place that is considered the hot spot of our country for a virus we never thought we'd see. But it is what it is, and uh, we've adapted pretty well. It's, um, you know, at uh, USJ headquarters, we call it Golf House. It's about 45 minutes due west of New York City. We've been um, all but closed since the uh, middle of March, uh, second week of March. We've, we've all been working daily, but remotely over the phone and using technology. And uh, I think about... Uh, you know, early March, we kind of knew something was coming at us. We had hoped it wouldn't be as serious as it has been. But uh, I think overall, we've adapted uh, just our work days pretty well, but uh, some pretty tough decisions. But we're looking forward to crowning some great champions later this year. Uh, John, I, it, it has been tough. I, I have uh, friends and relatives in New York State and uh, upstate and in the city, and it's been very difficult. Um 
we're with you all the way. But uh, I wanted Thank to you. ask you, in when we think of the USGA in the last year or so, we always think of the rules of golf, but mm-hmm. you and or we think just of the U.S. Open. But how many? I mean, there's so much more to the USGA. First of all, in the tournament side of it, how many tournaments do you host? We have 14 uh, championships and a number of international competitions. We have four opens, uh, men, women, uh, senior men, senior women, and then we have uh, 10 other amateur championships for, for basically every demographic of the game. We're very proud of that. We think our championships inspire the game. They're longstanding. Many of them have 125-year uh, histories, including the U.S. Amateur, which is in the great state of Oregon this year at, at uh, perhaps my finest, or favorite place in the world, Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. Um, and I, uh, I think just in the inspiring part of our championships is, is amazing. But we do, Harold, you're right, we do so much more for the game, whether it's governance with uh, the handicap system, the new world handicap system that has unified those rules so that you, wherever you play, London, Lisbon, uh, Los Angeles, uh, you're going to play uh, under the same system worldwide now for the first time. Uh, the rules of golf, of course, we test equipment, uh, but our green section, there's not a blade of grass on any golf course in Oregon that our USGA green section, our agronomist, turf grass research, much of it done at Oregon State University, hasn't touched. There's just so much more the USGA does that really doesn't get spoken about. And yet you've really faced with some challenges uh, here with the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic Uh You've had to, you're involved with the Olympics also, and that's been canceled. And other events, you've had how many canceled now? Well, sadly, uh, of our own championships, we've now canceled six: our two four-ball championships, our senior opens, and just yesterday we announced our two junior championships were canceled. And I, I'll use the word heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up playing competition. Uh, and played in college and just love competition. I, I pinch myself every day that I get to do what I do, especially for the U.S. Open, U.S. Women's Open. And to cancel USGA championships, it, it, it's heartbreaking. But the safety and health of everybody that plays, everybody that's involved in plans, you know, our championships are major undertakings, and the planning that goes into them from the club level, training volunteers, public safety, uh, police, first responders, firefighters, um, just all, all that goes in, vendors, it's, it's not just weeks, it's months and years that go in ahead of time. And for the health and safety of all of them, we, we felt it appropriate to make those decisions. But we're focused on, the, on what's coming, too, and, and we're excited about it. Uh, the U.S. Open at Wingfoot in September and the U.S. Women's Open pretty innovatively in December. We've never done that before with an Open Championship at Champions for our U.S. Women's Open in its 75th year. We're, we're looking forward to that. John Bodenhammer, our guest, Senior Managing Director of Championships for the USGA. Uh, speaking specifically about Wingfoot, we know uh, things are shut down uh, in New York. And the rep- last reports we had, there was still some actual course construction. Uh, and you can correct me if I've, I've got the report wrong, that still needed to be done before the course was ready for uh, championship play. Is there a date in time where you need to know you're going to be able to execute it based on the new the new competition schedule? And is there a backup uh, if the date keeps moving forward that you and you don't have enough time to get Wingfoot ready of somewhere else you might be able to go in the calendar year? 
No, I think, you know, we looked, as you may have read or seen or heard, we looked at, my goodness, I think more than a handful of different scenarios and different times of the years and really, really wanting to play the U.S. Open and the U.S. Women's Open. There are flagship events. The U.S. Open, frankly, uh, is uh, as a result of uh, many things, but it is what funds the USGA for the most part. And uh, wanting to play that in the U.S. Women's Open at all costs, uh, we've, uh, you know, we 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 really have uh, worked hard to get it into a place in September where we're focused on that. Really, no Plan B, and I, I we feel good about it because September is a wonderful time to play here in the Northeast, particularly at an iconic venue like Wingfoot Golf mm-hmm. Club. I mean, it's had so many great U.S. Opens, U.S. Amateurs. It's it's just magnificent. And I I think for us, uh, it's really been an exercise in planning different scenarios. We have three different scenarios, everything from no fans to a few fans to more fans. Uh, and I think we can be nimble as as late as 30 days out from the championship and what we can impart. It'll be different U.S. Open. It'll, it'll be broadcast uh, on, on Fox Sports. We're proud of that. They've been a great partner. But it'll be less fans. There'll be uh, less structures. They'll, it'll be really what it'll be. Jason Harold will be an old-time U.S. Open where you have some stakes and ropes and you have people sitting in chairs and, and they're walking the golf course and they're watching golf from close up, social distance, uh, of course. But uh, it'll be more of an old-fashioned U.S. Open, and we think it'll be pretty special uh, uh, come September. Well, one of the issues you have coming into any of your Open events, uh, men and women, is qualifying. How are you handling that at at the uh, local level, the regional level? Well, that's right. That's a great question, and uh, it it is what makes our USA Championships, we think, special. And we just launched a brand campaign at our annual meeting, a new one for the U.S. Open, in February uh, at Pinehurst from many won. And, you know, there's about 10,000 people that enter the U.S. Open and to follow their dream and qualify each year, uh, 2,000 for the U.S. Women's Open, 7,000 for a U.S. Amateur. And so I think we're watching very closely what, uh, what you know, local state governments will, uh, will uh, allow us to do with gatherings of, of people to qualify. Uh, we're watching the CDC guidelines. We know we have, uh, and I'll say this genuinely uh, because I know them so well, the Oregon Golf Association and Barb Trammell and her team and Troy Andrew up at Washington Golf and, and everybody in the Pacific Northwest, we have great partners with our, our, our state associations. And, and uh, if anybody can pull it off, they can. And uh, it, it's uh, something we'd really like to do. But we're going to, with all of our decisions, health and safety will come first. John Bodenhammer here, our guest, Senior Managing Director of Championships. And uh, in that vein, uh, I remember uh, being at Pumpkin Ridge. I can't remember how long ago it was. Annika Sorenstam in the U.S. Women's Open. Uh, You know in the Pacific Northwest the thirst for golf and how great it is, the conditions to play in the summer. Is there any... Uh, plans, any courses, anything that the USGA is aware of or courses here that uh, have been in contact uh, to to try and see if there's ever a possibility to host a U.S. Open uh, in the state of Oregon uh, again, or is there just not courses that fit within the criteria of the rotation? No, I think uh, we always keep the Northwest in mind. We we love the Pacific Northwest. We're at Chambers Bay, as you know, uh, five years ago. We'd love to be in Portland. I think it all comes down to 
just what it takes to to uh, conduct the U.S. Open. Uh, you're right. We've had some some of our most historic U.S. Women's Opens at at Pumpkin Ridge with uh, you know Nancy Lopez finishing runner up uh, uh, and uh, Annika winning. And um, I think it just comes down to uh, you know the playability of the golf course. We uh, firm and fast conditions is something we like to achieve. That sometimes can be a little challenging in June in the Northwest, like you guys were talking about when you when you came back on air. We like golf on sand, so we watch that very closely. But it really gets to, Jason, when we come in for a U.S. Open, we build a city, a small city. Uh, we start the year before, and construction lasts three, four months. Um, you know, we have almost 6,000 volunteers. Uh, we have over 100 rules referees from around the world. We have over 1,000 broadcast digital media folks that come in from around the world. The facilities that are needed just for the broadcast compound are, are huge, and it continues to grow. So it really is logistically what can work. We need uh, quite a bit of property on site and around it. And that's, that's um, the golf course. It starts with the golf course. Uh, and, you know, something we like to think about is it's really important to the players where they win their U.S. Open. And we think about that a lot. Nick Price is on our board, said that to us a couple mm. of years ago. And, and I think that's important. And uh, we're thinking about a lot, that a lot these days. But Listen, nobody knows better than I do the great golf course in the <laughs> Northwest, and we're keeping a close eye on them. All right. John Bodenhammer, Senior Managing Director of Championships for the USGA. We could talk to you for the rest of the hour, unfortunately. <laughs> we got to let you go. Uh, good luck with uh, everything that you're dealing with. Hopefully, the calendar that's uh, been reset can hold for everyone. And uh, sooner than later, we actually start getting back to planning and, and preparing for uh, the qualifying and eventually uh, the U.S. Opens later this year. Thank you so much. Uh, best of luck. Stay safe uh, for you and yours. And uh, hopefully we can catch up with you down the road. Jason, thank you. I just want to say thank you for uh, doing the show. I, I commend you. Uh, you're, you're great. And Harold, I've known you for I've known of you for a long time. And commend you for giving back to the game through the chapter and the section and just really wish you guys well. well Happy to talk anytime. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks John. You. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.